mind when one accord man it just makes the presence of God even more significant when we do that especially when we come together in Give me your hand and let's agree. Hallelujah. At the name of Jesus. 
Brother Dan, will you pray for our tonight? Lord Jesus, we thank you so much, Lord, for all the blessings that you pour out on us, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would bless this offering tonight, Lord, that you'd bless it in a mighty way, Lord. I thank you for all you provide for us, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you bless this offering that we give back to you, Lord. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. This is all about Him. This is all about Him. He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And that's what we're here doing tonight. We're lifting Him up. Our God is above all gods. Yes. Amen. He's exalted. Hallelujah. The Most High is the only God, the true God, the living God. Thank God. Hallelujah. Thank God we know that. We understand that. Let's reach out to Him tonight. Man, touch God tonight. Hallelujah. Get a hold of Him. Give Him your heart in this place. Give Him your heart. For thou, O oh Lord, art God of all the earth. Thou art exalted, far above all
testimonies tonight. said he that cometh to God must believe that he is Amen. and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him yes. Amen. Jesus said it another place when you pray pray believing right. Yeah. <laughs> right. that's right Amen. Yeah. And, and see that's the key I really believe that is the key because a lot of times we do it but uh, how much faith do we really put into it Amen. 
I got a confirmation a few days ago about something that I was concerned with. And I was praying about it. I was talking to the Lord. And, amen. I was just telling him. Of course, he knows everything before we even tell him. It's kind of something because I was talking to him about it. And uh, I went back to take a break and, and, and back to the house. And, and uh, as I always do, you know, I have a little promise box. And I went up there and I said, I'm going to look and see what my promise is today. And I opened it up. And it was uh, Isaiah 65, I think it was. And the scripture verse was this. He said, before you will call, I will answer. And I, I thought about that, and then that was the first witness, and then the second witness came along, and the Lord showed me exactly what it was I was praying about. And when I received that second witness, it was like, wow. And uh, to be able to have that kind of trust, to be able to have that kind of faith to be able to have that kind of confidence in the Lord where, you know, we hear about the blessed assurance. The blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. And you think about it, if we can allow ourselves to uh, abide in that particular state of faith and belief and trust guess what you're, you're going to experience you're going to know what that blessed assurance is and even to to believe god just for the simple promises not only that but did you realize this they're also connected to his miracle his works of miracles we always tend to just be satisfied with the normal things but whenever satisfied with the Phenomenal, the miracles, the unbelievable things that God is more than willing and to do or to perform for you and I. And that's why, you know, we need to, as Paul said, examine ourselves to see whether we be in the faith or not. And I believe that's, that's where, you know, sometimes we go, we tend to lean a little bit to our own understanding. Our own understanding. And I, I feel good. I feel good about what the Lord is doing. And like Sister Taryn, I, I've come expecting. Amen. I've come right. believing. I, my mind is so engulfed. Uh, how would I say? Immersed. In the what I heard uh, Elder Cam Hancock tell me one time. The church needs to abide in that dimension with a wonder-working of power of God is moving. There's no way we can operate. There's no way we can live without it. It has to be. We have to be in that dimension, that realm. And, and he said, that's what the gospel is all about. Did you know that this message is a stellar message? Yes. By that I mean it's up here. Yes. A lot of times we're down here. I'm talking about faith and being in the spirit. It's up here and we're, we're, we're down here. And we need to let our faith arise. And we need to believe God. And, and 
And amen. Let the Spirit lead us. As he said in Psalms, he says, O thou that hast shown me great and sore troubles, thou shalt raise me up again, thou shalt quicken me up again, and thou shalt raise me up again from the depths of the earth. See, that's what God wants to do. He wants to pull us up. He wants to pull us out. Yes. And so, that's the reason why we're here. So I, I, I want to admonish you tonight. Amen. Let go of your opinions and, and, and you know, we could all say we have faith, but we do we really have faith? Amen. Let's, let's believe God according to the Word of God, according right. to the Scriptures. Right. What, is, what is said, and, and we'll, find, we'll find out that if we do that, God is going to be able to move. Yes. Amen. So wonderful. Yes. And miraculously. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name. That's what we can experience. <clears throat> so I'm so thankful to be here tonight. And of course, you know, this is just the beginning of it. So, But we're here to worship the Lord. We're here to hear His Word. And appreciate Brother Craig and Sister Taryn coming. And I'm believing God for some wonderful things. Amen for what He promised us. And, and I believe we're going to see it happen. So. Amen. Without any further delay, I want to ask Brother Craig to come on up and obey God tonight. So give the Lord a hand clap as he comes. Thank you, Jesus. Greetings in Jesus' name. The Bible says it's the only saving name. There is no other name. Praise God. Amen. So when we call on the name of Jesus, we release liberty. We open access to the gifts of the Spirit. There's so much here that heaven wants to kiss earth right now. And the Lord wants to get intimate with His people. We have a spiritual quorum here tonight, so we'll go ahead on with God's order of business. We like to use the scripture where two or three are gathered. I've been in conferences and meetings and revivals where there was hundreds of people, but hundreds of people weren't all on the same page. Usually it's just a handful, and everybody else is just parasiting off of that handful. I tell you what, I don't expect you to fight my battles. There may be a time you'll have to, but if I can help myself in the presence of God, give me some room because I'm going to get it for myself. Amen. Praise God. We need to rise to the occasion. God is coming soon, and he's preparing us. Amen. Praise the Lord. How many of you tonight have the Holy Ghost? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. How many of you does the Holy Ghost have? Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We'll find out in a moment. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. 
Let's get right into the word of the Lord. I'll, I, I thought I wanted to sing, but I'll save that for another evening. I, um, I guess we'll find a starting point here. So if you can find 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 while you're doing that, I'll take a moment to give honor to the ministry to Pastor Harold Marshall, Sister Betty Marshall, the ministry that is in this church and to the people of God. Thank you for being here. We greet all of those by way of that media echo that we call the podcast. I know of folks in multiple states that <clears throat> chime into these services uh, up in Canada, down south, out west, out east. You are heard, you are talked about, and you are one of very few voices that speak with clarity. By that I mean you're one of the churches that hold on to the move of the Holy Ghost while others seek entertainment. I thank God for the Holy Ghost. The scripture says in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So let's pray together and let's bring our needs to the Lord. God knows what they are. Lord Jesus, we are so thankful as we report God to receive the word of God tonight because it is a living word. We don't come haphazardly. We don't come carelessly. We have prepared our hearts in worship and prayer to receive the word of God. And I pray tonight that it would do its intended work, God. That the divine move into this human economy. Release faith. Quicken us in the Holy Ghost. And I pray, God, that we'll be receptive. Heal the sick that are unable to be here tonight. Send an angel to their home, to their convalescing room with the touch of healing virtue, God, and strength. Touch their mind and their spirit that may be weakened by infirmity to receive this healing. And we decree it by the authority of the Holy Ghost and the Word of God. Be healed in Jesus' name. And we'll thank you for it, Lord. Uh, lay your Bibles down for a moment and let's just join together and lift our hands and let's just give God about 30 seconds of praise right now a voice of triumph a voice of thanksgiving thank you Jesus thank you for what you are about to do in this house hallelujah hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. By faith, we thank you tonight, Holy One of Israel, Almighty God, Healer, Counselor, Deliverer. Thank you for everything that you're doing tonight, God. Oh, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord. And after you look at somebody and smile at them, then you can be seated in the presence of the Lord. In a word tonight, I want to speak to us. That word involves a change of the form or nature of a thing or person into a completely different one by natural or supernatural means. That's the definition of metamorphosis. Metamorphosis. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. Metamorphosis. God will do exactly what you allow him to do with your faith tonight. He does exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. But he is not bound by the fact that we're not able to think it. Neither is he limited by the fact that we forgot to pray it. God knows our hearts. He can exceed that. He can go above and beyond that. And so I have total confidence in God tonight that he'll do the impossible. And so we are in a time of metamorphosis. We are in a time of change. All things should be passing away. All things should be coming new. When you pick up on the narrative in Moses' writing in the book of Exodus, we see Moses on the hill. And Israel is engaged, Amalek, in a very heated battle. Moses is there and standing until the Bible says his hands begin to grow weak, his knees begin to grow feeble. Two men run to his aid and they set him upon a rock, the Bible says. And then they grab his hands and they thrust him into the air. One hand, his right hand, he was gripping and holding the rod of God. The Bible says, then came Amalek and fought with Israel and Rephidim. He tells us where he fought. And so when you can consider all of the dynamics of that one verse, there's Amalek, there's Israel, and then there's the place where they were fighting, Rephidim. Amalek was a descendant of Esau. Amalek would be an anti-type of the flesh. Esau was a representation of the flesh. Can somebody say the flesh? Israel obviously was God's covenant people. Rephidim was a place known as the desert. But it also has a meaning in the Hebrew that says this. Rephidim is to spread 
by implication, a place of comfort. You have made a pallet to sit on until that place becomes your comfort zone. And I will tell you tonight that some of the things that I fight in my life are not deep, scary, ugly, sinful things, but one of the things that I do battle is my personal comfort zones. And you do too. If we're not careful, I believe that those comfort zones can stop the move of God. And so, Moses is holding up his hand. Israel prevails. His hands come down. Amalek begins to prevail. The elevation of Moses' hand with the rod held in it represented intercessory prayer. The lifting of those hands with the rod of God in it represented an appeal to God for his help. Symbolic of intercessory prayer. But when you and I cease to pray, spiritual power begins to collapse around us and in us. And I will exhort us and maybe even admonish us tonight. I hope that you weren't so busy with your day until you came in just in time to church thinking that God was going to bless you. Yes. That you have in these last several days since knowing that we were going into revival services that maybe you're pushing the plate back for a meal or two and preparing your hearts for the move of God. Yes. I would contend that if you'll take half the time you spend on your phone and turn it into prayer, there is no telling what God will do in these services. Amen. 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 And so in verse 15 of Exodus 17, the Bible says that Moses built an altar and he called it Jehovah Nisi. Jehovah is my banner. That points back to the fact that his appeal to God was successful and God came and they overtook Amalek. That standard and that flag that they planted there on top of the hill that day represented prayer. Nothing works like the power of prayer. So I want us to consider something tonight. Because Jesus says something, or not Jesus, Moses says something there in Exodus 17 verse 16. He concludes that chapter by saying, for he said, because... The Lord has sworn that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Amen. And did you know that war is still going on tonight? Yes, right. How many of you had to war with your flesh just yes. to get here? Amen. The war is still going on. How many of you had to battle with your habits just to get here? Some of you were a little late, but thank God you made it here. Yeah. Let me give you a little insight to what my pastor says back in Harker Heights. He says, if you're late for prayer, you're late for church. Yeah, right. Amen. Amen. That's right. So let that be a watchword for you. Yes. Not come here and sit and talk to each other, but That's talk right. to God. Yes. So look at somebody and say, if we're late for prayer, we're late for church. Yeah. I know some of you don't like that, but that's just the flesh. 
Amalek's trying to peek his head up and say, I'm still here. I'm still here. Look out, because I'm going to nip you in the bud with the word of God tonight, Amalek. Somebody say, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Galatians 5. I'll be, uh, I think I want to go there. <laughs> Galatians 5. No, it's going to be all right tonight. You're safe because you're in the house of God. Galatians 5, 16. So we see the fulfillment of what Moses said. That God would wage war upon Amalek from generation to generation. Here's how Paul said it in Galatians 5 and 16. This I say then walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. There's that war. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But... If you be led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Yep. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. There are 17 traits he lists. Yep. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry. Somebody say idolatry. idolatry. Witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Somebody say love. Joy. Peace. Long-suffering. There's your patience. How many of you are patient people? I am. God's helped me to get there. And when I finally realized how I got there, I quit praying for patience. So I'm a patient man. Am I not, Sister Marshall? And she's not saying a word. Gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another and envying one another. I want us to go to Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. If, if I can, by the help of the Lord, articulate the way that the Lord had dropped this into my spirit, God give me grace. Revelation 1 and 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, John. John is writing, but Jesus is the author. To show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. Somebody say revelation. You'll hear that word here again in this message tonight. The revelation of Jesus Christ. So there is a battle that takes place every day. You step on a battlefield 
not realizing that you will go to war every day with your flesh. Every lust conceivable will come at you. You have to make a decision what side you're going to lean to to determine who's going to win that battle. I promise you, if you don't know how to pray, you'll lose the battle. If there ever was a time we need prayer warriors, we need them right now. I'm not talking about five-minute prayers and then 20 minutes of amen, hallelujah. I'm talking about people that know how to talk to their God. Somebody said amen. Life is a series of transitions. And we call those transitions seasons. Solomon said to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose. So, according to Solomon's pen, there is a purpose to every season that you and I go through. In fact, the series of transitions, according to Moses' pen, said that this land is a land of hills and valleys. There's always going to be change in the terrain. It's never going to be the same. If it's for the same, if it's the same for you all the time, it probably means you're not doing anything. You're stationary. You're useless. But when you're living for God, you'll have hills and you will have valleys. Paul said it this way. But we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord. We look into that mirror. When you ready yourself for church, you look into the mirror. You get yourself ready. But when you get ready to come into the presence of God, you look into the mirror of the word of God. And your image must align to God's image. And this is what he's saying. Beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image. From glory to glory. So somewhere in there is always transition. Amen. You can't just stay five-year-old spiritually all your life and want a big bottle every night when you go to bed. At some point, God wants you to grow up and want a good piece of meat. Amen. Time to put the pacifiers away. Time to put the bottles away. Wean yourself. (laughs) Belly up to the table and say, I think I'm ready for some steak. Somebody said amen. Amen. So we change from glory to glory. There's that transition. There's that metamorphosis by the spirit of the Lord. I believe this tonight. And Brother Harold and I were talking the other day about revelation. I, I made the statement, I believe... That revelation is progressive. By that I mean there is so much of God that you never get all of it. Revelation is growth. Revelation is transition. Revelation is maturation. You must grow. You have to grow. If you're not growing, there's a defect going on. Something is not right. Paul said to the church at Rome, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by feeling. By faith. 
Somebody say faith. Nudge him awake next to you and say by faith, brother. Jesus' earthly ministry was a, was a linked connection of transitions. When you consider that for three and a half years, he was trying to live out wanted, what he wanted his disciples to become and to eventually live for themselves. It wasn't a very long window, three and a half years that he was with them. His view of the kingdom was different than theirs. They thought of the kingdom as he was going to employ armies to come and fight on his behalf. Their thinking was that the kingdom he was talking about was tangible with lands, buildings, money, and property. But Jesus was thinking in terms of dominion. The kingdom of God was going to come with power and demonstration. Somebody say dominion. I have a question for us tonight. Are you currently walking in dominion? Are you walking in dominion tonight? Hallelujah. Dominion is mentioned as early as Genesis 1 and 26 in the Hebrew word rada. In other words, to subjugate, to have authority, to have control, then... Uh, the Lord said, I'm going to give Adam dominion over all the earth. Listen to what he's saying. Yeah. Over all the earth. Yeah. The fish, the fowl, the cattle, and creeping thing. Adam, you have dominion over that. Yeah. And then it bridges into the New Testament when Paul was addressing the church at Ephesus. He said, I'm going to give you dominion over all principality." Yeah. So not just in the natural world, I'm going to give you dominion in the spiritual world. But it's hard to exercise dominion for something you don't see. That's why it's important tonight to walk by faith and not by sight. Because if you tend to the seeing, you're going to get discouraged. But God expects us to grow from glory to glory and elevate in the presence of God and walk in dominion. Do you walk in dominion? Yes. I would have to argue tonight that some of you are not. But hold on. God is going to help you. Here's the greatest transition. And I thought, dear Lord, the greatest transition for the disciples. Can you imagine these tax collectors and fishermen? Oh, Dr. Luke, the great physician. The greatest transition for the disciples was having Jesus with them mm -hmm. for three and a half years. Yeah. But then the transition comes as a shift. Jesus says something to them that catches them off guard. According to John's record, Jesus said, I am dwelling with you right now. But there's coming a day I'm going to be in you. Yep. Wow. Scratch their head. Yep. You talk about transition. Yep. They got comfortable with having him around. Yes. 
But Jesus said, I'm not always going to be around. I'm going to do something better than that. I'm going to be in you. Some of us are satisfied with having him around. He's like a hitchhiker. We pick him up and we let him off when we want to. Now the Lord said, I'm not here just to be around you. I came to dwell inside of you. You talk about glory and power. You and I have dominion tonight over all power of the enemy. I'm talking about metamorphosis. Ooh, he said, I'm with you right now. But he said, there's coming a day I'm going to be in you. So here comes the revelation. And I want you to go to the book of Matthew for this one. Matthew chapter 3 and verse 16. Jesus is commencing his ministry. He comes from Galilee to Jordan. Verse 13, to be baptized of John. John resisted, forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. So he allowed him to be baptized. In verse 16, I want you to notice that Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. It was then, at the commencement of his ministry, that the heavens were opened. And he had witnesses to this. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. It wasn't just something that was visible. All of a sudden it began to thunder. And the voice said from heaven, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Revelation had taken place. One of the first instances in the ministry of Jesus that those around him here on planet earth had seen a visible manifestation of the power of God. There was a transition taking place. They began to realize maybe there is something to this young man. This voice came and they all agreed. We heard it and that voice said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Immediately after his baptism, if you go to the next chapter, you will find the Bible says, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Mm-hmm. Mark 1 and 12 of the same account, Mark uses some pretty unique language. Mark 1 and 12, he said, And immediately the Spirit driveth him into the wilderness. The same account seen from a different perspective. There was revelation unfolding. Matthew said he was led. Luke said he was driven. What is taking place here is Mark has identified with his flesh when he said 
he was driven. In other words, in the Hebrew, to be driven was to deliberately hurl or to flame. And there is a reason why it was penned the way that it was. So Mark identified the human aspect of Jesus. And then Luke identified his spirit as being led into the wilderness. Can you imagine being there with all the beasts of the earth for 40 days and 40 nights? Not a drop of water, not a morsel of food. There he is in the wilderness. And then comes the devil. And he tempts him. And tonight, I want us to realize something and admit to something. That we can only be led as deep in the spirit as we are willing to drive our flesh. Because I read time and again in the Bible where Satan does not have power over God's purchased church. The kingdom of Satan does not have power over us. But did you know when you walk in the flesh and you live in the flesh, you stop the move of God when you stay walking in the flesh? You know, a lot of times our services are muffled spiritually because people are sitting in our congregations. There's not one ounce of prayer, nothing going on, and they come into the presence of God and they expect God to move and God says, no, I can't do it because your flesh is in the way. So your spirit tonight will receive only what your flesh allows it to receive. He'll lead our spirit if we're willing to crucify our flesh. Let's take a moment and do that right now. Let's realign. Hallelujah. Jesus, search our hearts, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Metamorphosis. It has to deal with growth. There's a constant growing. There is never a muting or inhibition to that growth. Every temptation that came in the wilderness them for, for them 40 days, every temptation that came to Jesus did not come to attack his flesh. If he began to attack the revelatory statement that was made of him, when that voice spoke and said, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. For 40 days the attack of Satan was upon that statement. He said, If you really are the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Yeah. So Jesus said, it is written, thou shalt not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And he showed him all the kingdoms of the world in the moment of time. How do you think he could do that? He did that in his mind. You know where he wins the battle? Somebody point to your cranium said, he wins it in my mind. Forty days he attacked. Not Jesus' flesh because he's already fasting. But he attacked 
the revelation of who he was. He was the son of God. Did you know tonight that by revelation, that same presence is in this room. That's why I can say in faith and in confidence that I am standing in the presence of a miracle worker. Amen. The enemy doesn't come just to attack my flesh. He comes to attack the revelation that God gave me. The revelation that God showed me. I was obedient to that revelation. I was water baptized in Jesus' name. I had my sins remitted in the waters of baptism. God filled me with this Holy Ghost. And I stand here tonight a brand new man. For 40 days, if thou be the Son of God, if thou be, the devil would question some of us. For 40 days, we'd probably just give up. But Jesus came out of the wilderness with his identity intact. Yes. Identity matters to God. Who are you tonight? What is the identity on your life? Do you know the answer to that question? If you do, lift your hand to the Lord and just thank Him that you know who you are tonight in Him. You know why the devil attacks you? You know why the devil attacks your family, your children, your finances, your health? You know why he attacks you and wants you to take it personal? You know why he wants to destroy you? Because he wants to get to the revelation of what God has given you. That's the only reason. The devil didn't attack Jesus' flesh. He was attacking the fact that he knew that voice spoke. God was bearing witness to this earthly economy. That there was a God that came, amen, to save mankind. And he was here. And so he said, uh-huh, if you're really the son of God, then do all these miraculous things. Jesus said, I don't have to worry about it because it's already written in the book. The best place to stand tonight is on the Word of God. I submit to you by the Word of God, God can heal cancer. I submit to you tonight, those that are listening to this service, by way of podcast, by way of Facebook, God can touch you right now and heal you. Wait a minute, wait a minute, preacher. Got to run to IHS first. Uh, God's not just dwelling in this room. He's living inside you. You ought to learn how to walk in dominion. You ought to learn how to walk in victory. So, the devil will question and cause us to question our identity. You know why he does that? Because he wants to question our relationship with the revelation that we have. We walk in dominion when we embrace revelation and our identity. Yes. I believe God is pointing his church back to revelation. It's not the height that's going to bring people in. Amen. It's not all of the fantastic music Amen. and praise singers. That's right. It's not because you have the lighting just right that's and a beautiful right. pulpit and comfortable pews to sit on. You know why people are coming out of denominal works uh, to these churches? Uh, because they know we have something uh, that they're looking for. Uh, 
Amen. So when you have visitors here, don't tone it down to give them a denominal service. The first place they came, the reason they came in the first place is they want something. Amen. That's not dead like they're used to having. As many as received him, to them gave he dominion to become the sons of God. If you would just stop to consider tonight that the devil is way more afraid of you than you are of him. Get off your heels and get on the balls of your feet and take the offense and not the defense and realize who you are tonight. You are a child of the Almighty One. You are called and chosen by the Almighty God. Same one that said, let there be. Same one that said, I am going to speak light. Jesus. That's the church that I belong to. Amen. How about you? Amen. If you said yes, look at somebody and say, me too. me too. I'm a part of a church that's alive. Amen. To whom coming as unto a living stone. This church is not dead. This church is alive. This is the most powerful entity in the state of South Dakota. Why? Because your God has given you dominion. Your God has given you revelation. It's a light that the world cannot dim. So the Spirit of God was descending. I'm talking about metamorphosis. God wants to take living stone from where you're at. I sense today in prayer, and I want you to receive this. I won't dwell on it. I won't try to saddle up a dead horse and ride it off into the sunset. But some of you have been afraid. Some of you have been fearful to the point where you've been questioning God. To the point where you have thought about backsliding again. But can I remind you who you are? You have a name that's more powerful than Sanford. You have a name that can heal miracles, provide miracles, and heal sicknesses, and heal diseases. I contend that there is coming a day that we keep our doors open even if they walk in here with COVID. God's going to heal them on the spot. Can I go ahead and say this because it's in my spirit right now? We need to get to a point where we need to stop being so fearful about all the mandates and then worrying about this one being sick and that one being sick. It's time to walk in that holy dominion and understand who you are. Stop being a big chicken. Stop being fearful and know who you are. He's 
not fighting me because I'm an evangelist. He's not fighting me because I wear nice clothes and I know a lot of people and I travel all over this country and preach revivals. Amen. He's afraid of me because of the God that's inside of me. Amen. He attacks me physically to try to get me to denounce my revelation of who God is. But he's still a healer tonight. He's still a deliverer tonight. It's time to get beyond learning how to have church. It's time to get beyond looking good and being Pentecostal. It's time to have a move of God. Let's all do something together. Well, give me a chance to keep up with you, okay? If you're physically able to, I want you to stand to your feet. The writer said, oh, clap your hands, all ye people. Let's do that. I'll catch up to you here in a moment. We got that part down pat. But then he said, shout unto God with the voice of triumph. With the voice of of dominion, shout unto God, I'm an overcomer, I'm healed, I'm delivered, I'm a child of God, let's do it together. Take off from the aisles. Hallelujah. Come out of your pew. Come out of familiarity. Come out of the predictable. We got a God in our presence that wants to bless us, wants to heal us, wants to fill us with the Holy Ghost. doctors when they tell us we're sick why do we believe the media so quickly when they tell us all the negativity but when we read your word and it reads I am your deliverer why do we have such a hard time believing your word why do we have a hard time believing God said I'd make you the head and not the tail why do we have a hard time believing when God said I'd put a thousand to flight and two will put ten thousand? Yeah. You know why we don't believe it? Because we don't do it. Right. That's right. Yeah. Amen. 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 
Realize tonight who you have dwelling inside of yes. you. He's not just a pacemaker running on a dead battery. He's an almighty God. I believe he's healing diseases right now. Because we're standing upon the righteousness of the word of God. I believe chains of addiction are breaking right now. To those of you that stayed home sick, amen, healing virtue. Because of God, righteousness is moving your way. To those of you that are listening backslid and you're hiding from God, can I tell you that God knows exactly where you're at and everything you try won't begin to compare to the goodness of God. I almost feel like preaching tonight. I said to myself, I'm going to behave. I'm going to deliver this word. And then I'm going to go home. Let's love him right now. It's like fire shut up in my bones. Go ahead. Go ahead, dominion. Praise God till you get there. Talk in tongues till you get there. That's the ordained place for you and I. We're too busy surviving. We need to walk in dominion. If some of us was to write the Bible, it would say we are more than survivors. I'm glad Paul said we're more than conquerors. But I know the comeback. Well, you just don't understand. Yes, I do. And that's the problem. You've been understanding it with your human mentality. Why don't you let the light of revelation come to you again? Stop feeling sorry for yourself. And understand God has an answer. How many of you know what Jesus did after he came out of the wilderness? Identity intact. God in the flesh. The one that said, I created this earth and now he's walking on earth. Emmanuel. God with us, Jehovah Lord of hosts. Oh, he's not one of the three. He's not anything but the almighty God. You know what he did after he came out of the wilderness? The Bible says he went down to the temple. He went down to the temple where they learned how to have church without him. Right? <laughs> And one account, read it, it's there. One account says that he looked inside the temple and he looked around. And then as quick as he entered, Brother Aaron, he left. He left for about 12 hours because he went on into Bethany and he spent the night. And the next day, Brother Gary, he comes back to the temple. And the Bible said this time 
Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew their tables of money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. I've got a word for somebody tonight sitting here. Take the for sale sign out of your front yard. You know why you can't serve God consistently and faithfully? You have too many for sale signs all around your property. You ought to let God come into your temple, start turning over tables, start turning over, amen, the ideas that you've been holding on to. I'll tell you why. It's time for revival. I want to share a concern with you because I feel like that it is it is creating atmospheres and, and relationships that are not healthy. But I am concerned about these young people who are not in school, sitting at home doing nothing. I'm saying that to you in the love of God as a man of God. You are a playground for Satan and all of his intentions. That's all you're going to do get to school. I know what mom and daddy say, oh, but there's so much sin there. There's so much unrighteousness there. How else are we going to witness to the world if we keep sticking ourselves in the bubble and we're nothing but introverts and we never get out to talk to people? You know what Jesus prayed? He said, I pray that they would have power to go out into the world. I'm not going to shield them because I put a calling on their life. He said, I'm not going to isolate my church, but I'm going to insulate them with the Holy Ghost. Genders are doing it. They're pushing their agenda. And here we are with the Holy Ghost getting scared of the devil. Well, you don't understand. No, you don't understand. Because it's obvious you haven't read your Bible. Poor babies. Something ever happens to you, mom and daddy. What's going to happen to them? Let's lift our hands right now. I'll go move on. I'll move on. By the headache, they should have a I'll tell you this right now, mom and dad, you need to regulate the time they're on their phones, okay? Please, really, I'm going to tell you why. The Holy Ghost just spoke to me and said there is a transgender spirit that's after your children. It's there, isn't it? It's there. You know how it comes in? Through the phone, through the computer. TikTok and what else is out there? Yeah. Uh, Snapchat, yeah. Snap Gossip. Yeah. You can tell I'm an old timer. I don't care for none of it. Right. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But I love them. They need to have a phone like everybody else. Bless their heart. They should have the Holy Ghost. Oh, I know we're uncomfortable. I feel a little bit of a agitation here but this isn't our first rodeo we'll get to it we'll get to it just go ahead and take it god has so much here for us it's time for us to come out of the 
closet, no yeah. pun intended. Yeah. It's time to stop looking back, amen, and worrying about what happened in the past. Yeah. Look forward to the future. God wants you to metamorphose into your future. It's time to grow. So he went into the temple, overthrew the tables. Yep. Money changers, selling their sacrifices. I hope we're not selling our sacrifices. Right. Wow. So Paul said it this way. Know ye not that your body is the temple of God? It's the temple of the Holy Ghost, which you have of God. And the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. Yes. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. So, this is what it means. It's not that God is sitting there twiddling his thumbs, waiting for somebody to backslide and mess up, and then he's going to pounce on them and destroy them. Here's what that means. If you yield to sin and corruption, you will bring swift destruction upon yourself. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Let's love him right now. Whether it's tonight, tomorrow, the next week or month or year, God said, I'm going to confirm my word. Hallelujah, Jesus. Here's what the Holy Ghost you spoke to me. Uh, and, and this is, I'm not being funny. I'm not being facetious. But if you have legitimate reason why you're not sending your kids to school, then I want you to pray. God give you the burden to start a Christian school. Yep. Do you hear me tonight? Yep. Stop being so judgmental about public systems. The way they're doing, oh, the school board this, the school board that. If you really understood how much pressure that these school boards are under, uh, secret agendas that they slyly get paid off to push through, it happens. I know, I sat on the school board. But when you can stand up and be the stick in the mud, to say that's wrong and that's wrong and that's wrong. People begin to notice and respect you for what you believe. It's time for you to stand up and start telling people, this is what I believe. This is why I do what I do. Amen. And if you refuse to send them to public school, get a burden to start a Christian school. Not next year, right now. I know that was tough. Let's just go ahead and take a spoonful of sugar right now. Lift our hands. Let the medicine go down. That's nothing personal. I'm worried about these children. I have to believe that the Lord put that in my spirit tonight. Correct me, Pastor, if I'm wrong. If I'm out of place, you tell me. Hallelujah. You can live for God. 
you can be successful you can be progressive you can allow revelation to take you higher and higher higher and higher higher and higher a move of God brother Silas is feeling it he said amen you ought to just let him go sis the Holy Ghost may have started to fall somebody had to run maybe the Lord told him Silas get out there and run How many of you think it's hard living for God? Any hands? Not just because your pastor's watching you. Who was that said that? How many of you ever felt like living for God was too hard? It's a good thing. Did you know that the Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard? You know why it's hard? Because you're disobeying God. That's right. And you stop the growth of revelation in your That's spirit. Right, right. You are stunting your spiritual growth because revelation is progressive. Jesus. Paul didn't say, oh, poor me. Look at my broken body. I've got eyes that can't see. I've got this hunchback back here that people make fun of. My eyes are sore and running and they get ochly every now and again. People stare at me. He didn't say that. He said, I knew a man in Christ. I may be broken here, but let me tell you where my brokenness took me. It took me up into the third heaven. And I heard things that are not worth repeating. You know what Paul just did? He eliminated every excuse that you and I have ever thrown in the face of God. Why I can't. I can't do this. And I can't do that. And I can't do the other. Get over it. Revelation is a lot more powerful than that. I'll tell you what it is, is we just lose our identity. And we're allowing the devil to throw us into the same denominal mixing pot as everybody else. We like having church, we just don't want to move of God. For if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. Hallelujah. Identity. Identity. Metamorphosis. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He's here. He's working. The Lord has nudged me to share a testimony that I'm done. About a month ago, four weeks ago, there about we preaching. We were into about the eighth night of revival. I mean, the brakes were slammed. COVID shut us down. Not just one or two got sick. Several families got sick. And so, precautionary measures, they shut the revival down. Jesus. During the course of this time, during that last week of revival, we heard a testimony from a brother out in East Tennessee. There was a visitor that came to church on Sunday morning. He was an Iranian. Of course, you know they don't believe that Jesus Christ is God. Amen. They'll pray to Allah or somebody else. He came to service an apostolic church on that Sunday morning. He comes sitting back yonder. He comes to the front. He's up here just standing there. He's, he's just standing there in reverence to those around him praying and God moving. And all of a sudden, a young lady steps out of her seat out of her pew 
she comes up to the front, lifts her hands up, and she begins to speak in tongues as the Holy Ghost gave her utterance. A look of fear fell over that man's face. Brother Larry Joe Osborne, the man that we know was pulling usher duties that day, he said the man turned around from the altar, went, went out through the vestibule, out the front doors. He said, I was pulling security that day as well, so I let him out, and I stood there to make sure he's going to be okay. And the questions began to come from that Iranian gentleman. He said, who is the young lady up there praying? He said, oh, that sister so-and-so, she's just a, a sophomore in high school. She's a part of this church. Uh, does she speak that fluent language? Is she bilingual? No, sir, that's the Spirit of God moving through her as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. He said, I don't know if she's aware. He said, but she was talking, amen, in a language that I recognize. It is a dialect, amen, a Persian dialect. And so Brother Larry Joe Osborne said, do you know what she was saying? He said, yes, I do know what she was saying. He said, the Lord was rebuking me. The Lord said, there's healing in my house but not for you because you have no faith in me. Because of your unbelief, I cannot heal you. He was standing there with stage four cancer. And I don't know the rest of the story if he's gone back to church to get his healing. Amen. But I know this. God is wanting to direct his church into an elevation. It's time to stop having church like we're used to having it. And coming when we're ready to come. Come in late, leave early, and never contribute to the service. We sit there like a stump on a log. We don't move unless we feel good. It's time for you and I to understand that revelation wants to progress. It's time for a move of God. It's time to see that divine witness move in our midst. It's time for you and I to yield ourselves to God. Little old 15-year-old Tennessee girl speaking fluent Persian to warn somebody that this is real, this is my presence, but you can't have it because you are an unbeliever. Let's lift our hands tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank <laughs> You know why you're being attacked? Because the devil wants you to question your experience in God. He wants to scrutinize the revelation that you received. This place ought to be bursting forth in tongues. If we really personally believe the Holy Ghost is that powerful, we ought to be speaking in tongues. Walk in your dominion right now. Walk in that dominion right now. Kureba Sebekaha Desha Boka Reba and Dadabo Kohata. 
Lemeshikita Sobekie Somebahabe Nakiki Reta Labo Sheketa Rasa Memotahabi Meba Sabiki Tahaba Shi Nade Are Nahiki Dobeke Seta Come on, Living Stone. Metamorphosis, it's a change, it's a transition, it's a moving with the Spirit of God. Let's do it, let's close this service out, let's let the Spirit of God move for us. Hallelujah, Jesus. Bear witness, Lord, because you are the Word. Go ahead and surrender. If you don't have the Holy Ghost tonight, you ought to receive it. You ought to humble yourself. You ought to surrender. You're not totally surrendered. But if I could convince you to surrender tonight. Almighty God, confirm your word. Jesus. Lift those hands like Moses did. Amalek has declared war on us. The flesh is trying to stop the move of God. Put that rod in your hand. Put the word of God in your hand. Lift that hand in the air and prevail. Jehovah Nisi is in the house tonight. Jesus. Oh, yes.
For yea, I speak unto my people that would hear, saith the Lord. Yea, I reach into your comfort zones, those places of security that you have built up for yourself. Yea, deliver thyself, O captive daughter. Yea, even tonight look unto me. For I reach with a hand and an arm of love to deliver thee, saith the Lord. I have come now, saith God, to deliver thee, to strengthen thee, to uphold thee. Look unto me. Hunger after me. Even in those moments that you have hungered after the world, even so in that way, pursue me, saith the Lord. And in my mercy, I will come to thee and I will deliver thee. Remove the bands from thy necks, O captive daughter of Zion. And I shall bless thee. I shall help thee. When you give me your whole heart, saith the Lord. <laughs>